Welcome to today's episode of Jazz Beats, your number one podcast for jazz news and entertainment. Here are your hosts, Jackson and Tyson. Jazz Beats is back. Um, it's Halloween today. Yeah, we um, are recording on Halloween. On Halloween. That's exciting. This is a first for us. We've never recorded on Halloween. It's true. I, I have to say, I'm normally the best dressed guy in every room I walk into, but today, that's not true, my friends. <laughs> you guys listen to Jazz Beats. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> um, I'm Jackson, by the way. This, this is, is... Go I'm, ahead. I'm you, Tyson. You're Tyson. <laughs> I just had to clarify that. I feel, I feel like I have to explain the best dressed situation here. Yeah, if you're not on YouTube, you're missing out. Yeah, we are sh- now on sh- YouTube. Money. If you can't find our link... It's in the show notes. It's on our social media. So I've heard a few people haven't been able to find us on there because we're really? so new. Um, yeah, I heard that from one person, but uh, they're 75 years old. So I figured that was the problem. But uh, hey, whatever <laughs> our, our, g- g- our, what is the word? Demographic? Yeah, it yeah. is. Then I'm good for it. Yeah. So if you are watching the video, though, uh, we have um, Jackson in the John Stockton vintage retro throwback it's, what it's not quite it? vintage enough really because of the shorts oh because really it's current current length right yeah john stockton you, you can't order like extra small shorts without your voice going up a few octaves uh, yeah so you can't uh, do that anymore it's weird yeah, yeah. to each their own <laughs> john thank you for tuning in everybody off. if you're on youtube how are you doing it's good to do to have a few viewers on there as well um anything else before we dive in no, uh, shame on the Nuggets for losing to the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, I know that a lot of Jazz fans were hoping we'd go 82-0 and until we lost our first game, and I think the entire league was hoping that the Lakers would go 0-82. and Exactly. Which would have been amazing. Where does that put Utah where we lost to the Nuggets and the Nuggets lost to the Lakers? Well, we're a, wash, we we're a wash with the Lakers, right? Okay. I mean, so it's neither here nor there, but shame on the Lakers. Um, if you didn't know, if you aren't caught up on j- your Jazz beats... Yeah modern history um <laughs> tyson and i went to the game in denver on friday night that's right um and i want to talk about our experience there so today's show is going to be a little bit different we're going to talk all about our experience at that game and why it was so special right is on. we were it, it's funny how compared to the utah arena the denver's arena is cheap as far as tickets go. Affordability, yeah. Yes, sure. that's the better Your word. Your dollar goes a That's a better way. word. So Tyson yeah. and I were able to score some sweet tickets. I don't think, unless you were uh, on the payroll for Utah, you could not sit any closer to the players as we were. We were within arm's reach of the coaching staff. Yeah. So they have the, the main bench players and the, the special coaches. Right. And then right behind them is the rest of the staff, which is surprisingly pretty large. <laughs> right. And if, and if you don't know what all these coaches do you're going to find out on this episode because we were watching them just as much as the game and then us and then us and we were at one point jackson was leaning over giving beasley a back massage just rubbing <laughs> his shoulders a little bit like you got this for the third quarter baby let's go that's not true but i'm sure he would take it because beasley was awesome at the game he is a fun guy he is a cool sure. dude so we're going to talk about our experience um sitting front row and being pretty much in the huddles at timeouts Absolutely. yeah and all sorts of stuff like that um, overall feel of, of Denver, of the fans. This is the first road game I've ever been to, which right. was exciting. I yeah. was, it was not quite what I expected to experience as far as that goes, but what, what was your thoughts about being in Denver, being in Ball Arena? 
it was fun. We got to walk in the tunnel just like the players would have onto the court. Um, the staff were incredibly kind. I mean, Agreed. they did everything they could to help us bend the rules to get where we wanted to be for player contact. Even with our jazz gear on. Oh, 100%. They were cool. They were yeah. cool. The arena itself, not much bigger, maybe even a little smaller than the Vivint Arena. I'm not sure on the capacity there. But I would say that the fans overall were pretty open to having and were, you know, they were good hosts, I would say. I didn't have any conflicts. Which is why I was surprised. Because I see um, visiting fans in Utah and they're probably not having a great time. Right. If they're not okay with being like heckled and, sure. and stuff. So we didn't get a lot of that. We didn't get a lot of Denver fans. There was a little trash talk in third quarter by a, a, in, towards another Jazz fan, which we were sitting by. Um, but really, really, very brief. Yeah, very brief, very short. But even standing in line, you know, to get into the arena, they were they they started the conversation with us. I gotta say, Denver Nugget fans, they're all right with me. They're good people, yeah. and I think part of it, and one of the fans actually claimed this was, it's a Broncos community first and foremost. And Denver the Broncos. Broncos. They've got this. They've got football, baseball, and basketball, and hockey. They've and got hockey. the Avalanche there too. Right. And they said Nuggets are kind of second tier. Right. team as far as to denver fans so we're in utah we've get, we just got the one right so yeah we got this this real salt lake sorry we got soccer sorry who yeah so we just got the one <laughs> <laughs> soccer fans i apologize yeah no need to apologize they're not there's like 18 they're not listening to they're this not listening. <laughs> what were your thoughts you overall the arena the atmosphere cool we i had a great uh, chicken tender basket right yeah at halftime it was fantastic um yeah it was it was another arena it wasn't special one way or the other we did have something different on our seats we did have our own server so this that guy, was fun this guy would come up and he just introduced himself so like, if you want anything there's a qr code here on your seat you just scan that tell me what you want and i'll bring it to you and I, that's it we paid for it of course but we we did try it and i'm telling you within 45 seconds <laughs> my order was be, i could see the guy coming around with my order and it was I, could, I was in shock. I was like, no way someone else just ordered the exact same thing as I did with M&M's or Skittles. And, but it was. It was mine. It was crazy. Yeah, Tyson ordered and put his phone down, maybe stood up and clapped, and then here comes Mike, who was our <laughs> server, with his tray, just beaming smile. He was a good dude. He was. And it was dude. awesome. So yeah. that was cool. The arena was cool. Um, the seats were amazing. Seats, seats were, were amazing. It was worth it. It was sure. really sweet. Um, if you didn't see our Instagram story, we asked a few of you what you would want to know from our experience. And so this is, this is one of our replies is right, what was, what was the talk like between players? Like we got a little bit of that interactions with, with player to player stuff. For sure. Um, do you remember anything specific that you noticed that stood out? Um, I'm going to jump straight to Alexander Walker. Uh, I don't, I don't, and I'm not sure we haven't discussed all these. No, these but that, that was one discussion. I was thinking of. Specifically. Uh, he, he has, and Potter, who hasn't played a lot of time on the court, he did actually play in that Nuggets game. Their communication and IQ as far as what coach wants to happen and what the players are supposed to be doing in their roles on the court is incredibly high. And I was very impressed with, even when Alexander Walker wasn't putting minutes on the court, he was impacting the game by the discussions on the sidelines. Super impressed with him. And even to the point, I mean, Mike Conley's a pretty seasoned guy. Sure. He, he knows a lot about the game, but but Alexander Walker was was giving him pointers. Right. He didn't. He hadn't gotten in at the time, and he was like 
you could tell he was pointing at stuff and talking to Mike and they were interacting and, and we, there was a lot of that between a lot of the players. I hate to contrast, but can you imagine Alexander Walker giving advice to Russell Westbrook? Like he would, he wouldn't even have a, a, an earful of what he had to, he wouldn't take any advice from anyone of that caliber, but Mike all about it, right? Like oh, yeah. there's no ego. There's, Oh, you saw something I didn't see. Here's what I saw. Let's figure out the best way to operate as a team, a true student of the game. For like, sure. Right? For longevity. Yeah. Um, I did notice some frustration from a few guys right. when they were coming, coming out. Uh, Sexton was one, and I think um, somebody tweeted about that interaction with him and Coach. Um, I don't remember who it was, but right, right. yeah, Sexton came out. He was frustrated. It looked like to me he was frustrated that he had to get subbed out. Right, and you noticed you noticed noticed this. You called it out right as it happened in the game. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that from Sexton, and I remember it from Vanderbilt as well. Which which tells you two things: like it could be um, frustration, and it could be looked at as a negative thing. But I think it's more just like competitive nature. Right. You look at the way those two play, especially, and they go hard the entire time. There's no fatigue ever. Right. So that's I, I think not getting tired and then coming out when you're still capable. Yeah, you of, feel of like you providing. have more to offer. Right? Yeah, is frustrating to them, and I love it. It shows their competitiveness. Yeah. It shows that they know they can contribute, and they have confidence yeah. in themselves. What else do you expect from a young bull? Young bull young and bull, V8. Let's go. And V8. The, the drink, <laughs> right? Not, <laughs> not the, the most. I don't, I don't, I'm not, Andy, I'm not sold on that, but um, <laughs> I got to say, so the other thing is, is Coach Hardy, would really, outside of those two discussions with those players, there was not really a lot of one-on-one in that setting. It was always as they were checking into the game on the sideline or in a timeout. He didn't have to go and address other players, but those two, you know, they, they had some frustrations and some opinions they wanted to talk about. So that, that, that was an out-of-the-ordinary situation, I feel like. Yeah, and, and the fact that we were losing doesn't help yeah. towards frustration in general. Yeah, there was one player in particular, even though we were losing, uh, and you probably know who I'm talking about, seemed to be, incredibly positive incredibly supportive and just the type of guy you want in your corner you know who i'm thinking about beasley that's it yeah guy i mean what a fun dude to be around if you guys haven't picked up on his energy it's it's incredible he's kind of goofy too like for sure um you've seen him shimmy oh yeah after he makes a big shot will you show us we have viewers now will you show him the shimmy i can't no i'm frozen i'm 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 panicking (laughs) right now (laughs) um Malik Beasley, uh, that's that's his personality, is what yeah. I learned on right. Friday yeah. night. Yeah, is he was all smiles all the time, talking everybody's ear off. Whether he was right. in the game, out of the game, before the game, after the game, he was just straight positive energy for sure. And it the shimmy is shimmy's good. is him. Like that's nothing new. That's Let's get it. Let's yeah, that's get it. it. Okay. That's it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Reminds me of that Shaq <laughs> meme or GIF. Oh yeah. Where he just like shimmies. It's like a, for a cat litter commercial or something. I think. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't know. What a sellout, Shaq. <laughs> um, yeah, he was fantastic. Any other player insights that stood out? Uh, yeah. From that game? It's it's just interesting to see. I mean, you you noticed uh, some some of the players that had to have a little bit of extra help when they're drawing up plans, and and we'll talk about that probably. Who was that guy? Yudoka. Yeah. Yeah. Is there news on him and his contract? So we did not choose to okay. re-sign him right. after this year. So I think that's because of what happened in the Nuggets game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a couple of things. Injuries, uh, his potential has not seemed to grow at all. Um, there's a few things. Right, and right. maybe 
is basketball IQ, which I learned from the Nuggets game was a thing. Right. That's what I was trying to lead yep. into. Um, let's, to get us there. But. So let's get into the coaches a little bit and okay. timeouts and, and that uh, dynamic. Okay. So mind you, just so you guys know, when they're huddling up, we're, we can lean over and hear the entire conversation. We can see the clipboard and see the interaction between players to players and players to coach of this. Like, it's an incredible viewpoint. I actually got um, a little too close once. They I actually stepped, stepped off our little platform there do it. and started leaning over the, the back row coaches to, to get in on that. And one of the ushers, like, gotcha. it pushed me back. That was no fun. Was it the lady? It was the lady. <sighs> it wasn't Mike. Mike was great. Mike, you're the man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Timeouts were awesome. That was probably my favorite part of the game. So we talked about the structure of his timeout. It seems like he calls a timeout. Like, for instance, let's say it's a 60-second timeout. It seems like he allows the players to congregate and to discuss, and then he groups together his coaches, his main coaches, and they do a little bit of discussion. Out on the floor. Out on the floor, uh-huh. away from each other. So they're not correlated really at all. They're just each gathering their own bits of information. And then halfway through... 30 seconds is up. He's like, okay, let's get together and bring in everybody's insight. And then he takes charge at that point. Yeah. And I think that's how Quinn did it as well. And maybe that's an NBA coach thing. Really? I don't really watch anyone else except our guys in that situation. But right. what surprised me about Hardy was was how was how simple his his play draws were. Right. Like it wasn't complicated. It wasn't this Quinn Snyder's scheme and offense and rotation of guys and everything. It was very simple. Everything he drew up. Right, right. So every every time out, it seemed like, except maybe one or two, he drew a play, took no time at all, drew it, knew exactly where everybody was, knew exactly who was in the game, wrote all their initials. He was very on the on top of it. Right. Drew a play, and then after the play, everyone nods, and then he just talked about one thing. That was going on. We got to pick up the pace. Right. We can't play their game. Right. We this heard that a, a lot. Yeah. We heard this is the long game in the first half. Just right. like one thing to motivate the rest of them. Yeah. One thing to dial in as well as the, and was the play, it seemed to me like it was, this is the inbound play or this is the first run. This is the play we're going to run when we get in. And then this is the part of the game that you guys need to adjust. Yep. Those two things. That was it. Sometimes three, maybe max. So, very simple. Very simple. Most of the plays drawn, um, it had two guys in the corners, which the corner three is one of the most admired or desired spots in the game right, these right. days. Um, two guys in the corners, and then he ran some sort of pick and roll action with the others. And that was it. It was just another way to get into what what he called his, his driving kick offense. Right. And when you have Olenek and Markinen who can spread the court as bigs and have them in the corner – three and actually have them as a good shooter right as, as a potential make in that corner the the spacing that that allows for the jazz is is pretty unique i would say and there was one interaction with coach hardy and oh i want to say olenic it was either olenic or marketing and he said it was it wasn't in a timeout it was in the middle of the game he was bent, he was on the bench and he said uh pick and pop no more rolls. No more rolling. Yeah, less roll, more pop. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to provide that spacing, I think, for our ball handlers. So it was cool. Super interesting. It was cool. Uh, Will Hardy also very cool, calm, and collected. Uh, you know, I haven't seen him get too uh, aggressive with a, co- with a referee yet, but I did see him defend our players a little bit on some missed calls. But uh, overall, I mean, just standout guy. 
I think they all respect him really well. For sure. In what short time they've had with him. The one that we talked about before with Yudoka, um, the plays being so simple and our guys being very in- intelligent and engaged, there was never any question of what their job was. For sure. Okay. So the whole game, he'd draw a play, he'd do it super fast. It was on the simple side, but it was fast, erase it, talk about something else. No question. Everyone ran it flawlessly. Right. Everyone right. was in the perfect spot, perfect cut. And then our bench unit came in towards the end of the game, our garbage minutes. And the only player I saw that, that struggled with, with a play was Yudoka. Right. Um, and after he drew the play, I saw him reach over and point at the clipboard and kind of pointing about where I need to go or whatever. So him and Hardy kind of had a one-on-one conversation that took away from the rest of the conversation yep. to show him where he's going. I know it's his first game back after right. being injured, but... I but, don't think that play, boded well play, for him. Plays are something you can learn without being on the court. Exactly. So that's something you can study and understand and get to know and be familiar with what roles and plays your coach has. I mean, so I see where you're coming from on that. It was noticeable. Yeah, it was twofold for me. It, it made me disappointed in him and didn't. And, and this future of not signing him makes sense to me. Right. But also it's like the rest of the guys are spot on. Sure. And they're engaged and they are aware of everything they need to do on the court and they're wanting to, to provide and to be successful, yeah. which is way cool. Even yeah. down to Micah Potter, the 10-day contract we have or the For two-way sure. contract. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. And, and super, he was involved in the conversation off the court when he was on the bench so that when it was his turn, he's just stepped up to the plate and he understood the assignment. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so that was another question from Instagram was what was the most surprising thing from the huddles right. that we – so I think we covered that. Yeah, right? I think so. Right. If you don't follow us, make sure you follow us. And we, we try to be interactive. We try to ask questions and see what your yeah. thoughts are. So so what did, what, what did you say that was the most surprising thing if you had to put it in a sentence? Just I think the simplicity of Will Hardy's coaching in a timeout. Right. Okay. I'm going to say the most surprising thing for me was the amount of intel between each break that was somehow put together and inserted in every one of those timeouts. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Um, how many, if you had to guess, I, I didn't count them. How many guys were there on the coaching staff for the jazz? Uh, gotta be a dozen or more. Yeah. That was surprising. Yeah. There, yeah. There's, there's more coaches than players. Probably not. No, no yeah. joke. That's that. Cause there's gotta be three or four on the front row and there was easily 12 or more on the back. And they all had a role, all, I noticed. Yeah, yeah. A lot of young kids, yep. kids, 20-ish, yeah, 20 age. Yeah, in their mid-20s, for sure. Um, yeah, that was really cool. So they were just always bringing over the stat sheet. Every three or four minutes when, within a quarter or, or a break or a whistleblow, they could see exactly who was rotating where and offense and defense. It's, it's just incredible little bits of information that has to be dialed in on real time during the game. The one guy that, that had a cool job, um, he had his laptop there, and they were pretty cramped. They were, they were shoulder to shoulder. He's sitting there with, in his chair with his laptop and right. trying to act it out. Um, sitting there with his laptop, you can tell he had video going up. He had kind of stats on his screen. And at one point, Hardy, who was in the first half, pointed at him yeah. specifically and said, and it was, he was frustrated. We weren't playing well. Pointed at him and said, I want five instances of when we get to the paint, kick, and then don't touch the paint again in that possession. Right. So we have one paint touch, kick, and then we just swing it around and work for three. I want five of those. Right. And then he said, I want to see both times we didn't box out on a free throw and gave up a, a rebound right. on a free throw. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that this kid was 
was cutting up film for halftime. Right, to review. Live. He was cutting up film live right. and, and creating a little highlight reel or a low light reel and so they could show him at halftime. I thought that was really cool. And I never thought cool. that that would be a position or a job. How's it going? I mean, considering everything that's going on in the game and all the data they have to internalize, to be able to, to have somebody who is making video cuts of specific plays, instances, or parts of the game that are breaking down, and then for them to be able to review it, show it to the players at halftime, or if there's something else that comes up between now and then, maybe it's a post-game review, but it's still something the coach is like, that needs to be checked on. I want it recorded and and noted for me to come back to. It's just so cool. Everybody cool. has so many roles. The other guy that I pointed out was was almost like an official officiator reviewer. Every time mm. the whistle was blown or not blown, some of the coaches would be like, was that the right call? And he would say whether, whether the referee actually had the right call or not so that they could document whether okay, the, we did do the play and it didn't work because there was the right, call, the right call was blown or the wrong one was blown. And <laughs> so just for them to internalize the 1% of every aspect of the game and know what's actually working and what they're getting calls on and what they're not getting calls on, I mean, every detail is put into place. Every little detail. I think when you get on that level, a, d- a detail this big matters. Right, you know? and I was complaining about a call and then I heard the coach ask that guy, was that, a, was that a foul? And he said, yeah. And I was like, ah, okay. Because yeah, he probably watched it three times in those five seconds right after and, For sure. and figured it out. Yeah. It was cool. Um, the other thing, we, we had a – Tyson had a great plan going into the game with uh, – we wanted to get the most out of this game. It's probably a once-in-a-lifetime type of opportunity sitting that close. Um, and it, it, it did work out one time. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Tyson bought a um, – what are those called? Polaroid. Polaroid cameras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Old school. I'm, old I'm too school. young for that. Get you're, out of you're here. You're way older you guys than know I am. <laughs> if, if you listen to Outcast, if you ever listen to Outcast, you shake it like a Polaroid picture. Okay. Right? That's okay. where this comes from. It's those cameras. You take the picture. The film develops right there on the spot. You give it a light wave a little bit. Or if you're like Jackson, you really get into it. And then uh, the photo's developed right there. So it's like you get the picture at that moment instead of just on your phone. It was hard to get a hold of the players, but we did grab Thurl Bailey. Got a picture with him. I'm going to throw it up on the screen if I remember to. Shout out to Thurl Bailey. Thurl's the man, dude. dude. He, so cool. Pre-game, he went to every play, like all the fans in jazz clothes at the away game and made sure to say hello and shake hands and introduce, like, what a nice dude. Yeah, so we took the picture with him. He said, and I said, do you mind signing it on the spot? I, that was our plan is, is to right. take a Polaroid, sign it. And he's like, yeah, give me a few minutes. I got to run to the bathroom and I'll sign it when I get back when it's developed. Sure enough. Came right back to us, said, hey, where is it? Is it ready to go? Yeah. Signed it for us. It was awesome. Yeah, So we'll, cool. put, we'll throw that picture up on the screen for you guys to see. It was fun. Do we know where that photo is right now? We don't. Okay. That, that was your... That's my... Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, good for me. I think it's in your car still. <laughs> I hope so. Um, yeah, no, he was a way cool dude. And, and we were hoping to do that with all the players, but Thurl took, went the extra mile. So absolutely. I don't care what Weston Southwick says about Thurl Bailey. He's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the game was amazing. It was a fun experience. Um... I'm glad we went. Win, loss, draw. It was fun. Losing does suck, which uh, should make you guys excited for our segment coming up after our uh, sponsor break. It's Know It or Blow It. (laughs) We got Know It or Blow It coming up soon (laughs) after we're from these sponsors. Stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss it. Everyone likes money. I take it. We saved a bunch of money by by going to Denver with these cheap seats. And with the savings, I think we should put it into DraftKings. 
Let's do it. I'm all about it. You know I have a problem. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, the NBA is back, obviously. And with that, DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And any $5 money line bet, you will get $200 free in, in more bets later on if your team wins. That's fantastic. Yeah, er, Listen, everyone should check it out and boost their winnings to the 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlay. So a parlay is when you have two bets. Or more. Or more involved in one amount. You know, you're, you're betting that LeBron will lose and and the Jazz will win on the same night. And then that just doubles, sometimes triples or more your winning money. It's awesome. So DraftKings has a sportsbook app that you can get on today. Um, if that's not available in your state, I'm sure most of these are Utah listeners, not available for us, but you can get on the DraftKings uh, fantasy, daily fantasy app, and that's that's a lot of fun too. That's right. So if, if you don't already have the app, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo TBPN. That's Tyson's Brown Pink Noodles. Make any $5 bet this week. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code TBPN. Which is what? Reminder to our listeners. <laughs> this is going south so quick. Yes. Use that promo code, though, guys. That's how you get your 200 bucks on your first $5 bet. Also, a big studio sponsor shout-out to yes, Fizz sir. Drinks. We are here right now. Um, look at this establishment. It's amazing. They set this up for us every single time. The soda pop, the, everything here, the, the chonuts are good. And, again, if you can't watch a jazz game at your house or don't have a provider and you're near Richfield, this is the spot. This is where you come and watch all the jazz games for the entire season. Or if you're just looking for something to do Monday <laughs> afternoons, we are here most Mondays at noon to around one recording right. our, our podcast. Jackson will sign any memorabilia or document, anything you want. He'll give you his autograph. I'll sign Tyson's name, but I'll, I'll sign it. That's yeah. confusing, but yeah, you should show We're here up. from around noon to one most Mondays. So if you're in Richfield, swing by Fizz, come say hello while we're recording. Yeah, that gives you lots of reasons to come down here. And remember, as we're coming into the cold season, Fizz has the best hot chocolate in town. So if you haven't had it, get down here, get some hot chocolate and a chonut. Those two together sound like a true delight. So hit that up, guys. Thank you to our sponsors. You guys are fantastic. Um, it is time. <sighs> What's the time for, Tyson? It's time for Know It or Blow It. <laughs> okay. We have a caller coming in here in a second. Um, I guess we can we can describe the show when he's on. You good yeah. with that? Yeah, we better okay. make sure he knows the rules, regulations, terms, and conditions. Okay, let me make a call. We're calling Colby today. Colby. Colby. Good luck to you, Colby. Hang on. Okay. Sounds like an android. It is. Such a strange what? ringtone. What's up, dude? Do I have Colby on the phone? Yes, sir. Colby, it's Jackson and Tyson from Jazz Beats. How's it going, man? What's up, Jackson Tyson? How you doing? <laughs> We're good. Hey, if How about you... this dance, baby? <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> if you're not familiar with the show, um, this, this segment's called Know It or Blow It. And the, the job for you, Colby, today is... Not um, to blow it. Not to blow it. Because <laughs> you have two possible outcomes after your three trivia questions. You're either the greatest jazz fan of all time for the, for the week until the next guy comes on, or you're the worst of all time, which, which is very realistic in this scenario. Oh, I... You know... 
to avoid uh, embarrassment, I was going to have my laptop next to me, but I'm driving to a lunch appointment now, so I can't even cheat. So this is going to be uh, this is going to be a true test of my jazz fandom. And Perfect. I uh, I only hope to impress. Perfect. <laughs> I only hope to impress. I love it. So how this works, Colby, is when we're all done, you get to call out one of your uh, fellow jazz fans that you think can be on Know It or Blow It. And so then the train just keeps rolling from there. Okay. Sounds good. Ready to rock. Are you, are you ready to go? Oh, 100%. Here's the question, though. Do I get a – let's say I, there's a relatively high possibility that I missed the first question. Do I at least get to try and answer the other two, or am I just out? It's just over. So we try to ramp up the difficulty. Question three will be the hardest. And you're, you have the capability to pass and come back to a question. So if you're not quite sure, maybe pass. We'll answer the other two questions, then you can come back to it later on. So yeah, you'll get a chance okay. to answer all three. Okay, great. Not stressing. All right, let's get it. Okay, let's go with question number one. Colby, who is the current oldest Utah jazz player? Uh, that would be, I'm pretty sure it's Mike Conley. I was going to use his middle name, but I'm not sure what that final is. Final answer? I am pretty sure. Final answer, Gordon. Ah, I'm just, hold on, hold on. Let me just think. Uh, <laughs> so much should, doubt in people's Yeah, it, it, it's Mike Conley. It's got to be Mike. It's got to be Mike. Regis Philbin has this down because <laughs> that final answer saying just puts doubt in everyone's mind. You got it right, Colby. Good for you. Good for you. Okay, okay good. No, no, good. no, no crowd in here cheering for you today. But. <laughs> Question number two. Name okay. all three of the television Utah Jazz broadcasters? Well, we've got, obviously, Big T. Big T! <laughs> That's his little name, yes. We've got Holly Rowe, okay. who I, he's there half the time, right? Or maybe more than half. Okay. Of course, we've got we've got the OG, Craig Gold, Craig Bullerjack. Um and we're going to keep that's going. Enough, it sounds right? like, yeah, that's that's good. We got a few radio guys and some fill-ins, but yeah, you named all three. Good well, for you, man. Well, good okay. job. And okay. Craig Bowler, Jack, okay. a good friend of ours, used to was a guest on our show. Uh, he was. Last, I listened to that one last, last year. Season. Last Just season, a solid dude. Good dude. So. Uh, final question. You want me to say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'm Halloween ready. today, Kolb. What are you dressing up as? That's not the question, you know, by the way. Um, I think we have like these, like uh, I think I'm Zeus. And Lacey's going to be Athena. We already went to our Halloween party last or two days ago, but uh, we might have to dress up anyway just to you know take a picture of some you know where those people. So Zeus I think that's cool. what it's going to be. That's awesome. Anyway, okay. On that note, um, Jordan Clarkson dressed up as a as a well known char- character this year. What yes, he did. is Jordan Clarkson being for Halloween this year? It sounds like you're pretty confident in this one. Yeah. So Jordan Clarkson is Edward. Scissorhands, Eduardo Scissorhands, for those that live in our, our uh, Latin American speaking countries. But yeah, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah! Colby! Three for three! Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! Starting strong, just like the Utah Jazz did this year, 3 and 0. Hey, thanks, man, for coming on. You guys, you guys, you are amazing. <laughs> um, but make sure you're thinking about somebody. Do you have anyone in mind that yeah, give, you're going to call drop, out? Do a name drop right now if you've got it. So this is. This is probably pretty unfair, but uh, we're going to call out Kurt CZP Pruitt. He just had his gallbladder removed like two days ago, and he just had his second kid and just moved. And so he's, he's going to be behind the eight ball a little bit because uh, he doesn't have quite as much time on his hands as I do to scroll social media and do other things related to jazz. But uh, let's get Kurt Pruitt on the line next week and see if he can uh, get three to three. You heard it, Kurt. We're coming for you, pal. <laughs> hey, and hang in there. While you're laying down, watch extra jazz games. Watch some more highlights. It'll help you out on Know It or Blow It. <laughs> that's it that's hey, right hey thanks colby make sure you drive safe get off the phone and have fun being zeus tonight it sounds like 
thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Okay, Colby. See you. Okay, later. What a guy. What, what a guy. guy. You know I what? knew That's... he knew it. I knew he knew it. It's just the yeah. energy was there. Right? I was hoping that would get somebody. Yeah. That's tough. Because if you're not on it in the last like 48 hours, you yeah, wouldn't know. You You'd would have been, no idea. You would have missed that. So he is on it. Um, that's always fun. Excited to have Kurt on next week. Um, just a quick recap before we leave. Uh, we didn't get to talk about many of the other games, but since we've been on last, we've played Houston twice. We lost a close game in Houston. Um, disappointing. Our first loss of the season. We came back to Salt Lake City and beat them on our floor. And then the Denver game Friday night, and then Saturday in a back-to-back. Right. We took it to Memphis at home. Yeah. Which was exciting. Tough. I mean, there, there's as our team starts to form its identity, I think there's going to be more and more film for other teams to study to prepare for us, which is kind of our hidden weapon right now so early on in the season with a new coach and a new roster. So I can expect our our – early season to be heavy on the wins and as seasoned coaches and teams and players begin to figure out the Utah Jazz I expect it to become more difficult the second half of the season so uh, it's good to see us splitting wins and losses with some teams already though it's good to see Jazz are still five and two as of now which is way better than anybody expected. Yeah. just I'm jumping a week ahead, but 7th of November when we play the Lakers at home, what do you think of that game? Is it I love it. Is going to be close? Are we going to blow them out? Uh, or? If, if any team we blow out, I hope it's the Lakers. Ah, I'd love that. Hey, thank you everybody for listening or watching if you're on YouTube. Um, you can find us on all the social medias. You can find us um, links to those in the show notes or via social media. So thanks for listening. You've been listening to Jazz Beats. I'm Jackson. This is Tyson. And that'll do it.